Denver Sports presents the Mile High Hockey Podcast with Mike Evans. Presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Now here's your host with the latest on the Burgundy and Blue, Mike Evans. Hey everybody, welcome into the Mile High Hockey Podcast presented by Fort Comfort Gutters. Your comfort, our priority. I'm Mike Evans and we've had another busy week with the Avalanche. Good week as the Avalanche. It's been an up and down roller coaster ride for this team this year. And right now it looks like they're getting ready to trend back up, having won a couple in a row. And such is the way of this team right now. Let's hopefully this is more of an extended winning streak. And it's one of those like win, what do you say? Maybe win like four or five in a row, but start to really stretch it out where it becomes not just a winning streak, but maybe win nine out of 10 or 14 out of 16, you know, one of those kind of runs that lasts a good month or more. But the Avalanche are playing better this week, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we saw Miko Rantanen get off the schneid. Also, Val Nachuskin, after being ill, he comes back. He looks like a, a beast right now. In fact, Jared Bednar the other night um, talking about both Miko Rantanen and Val Nachuskin that there's their games are really rather simple and that their their games are predicated on skating and and moving their feet and moving and getting into scoring positions and that when they skate they become almost unstoppable and that that was Jared Bednar's word and you you think about hockey and I I know that analytics has come to hockey and there's all kinds of numbers out there and ratings and things like that. But hockey at its core still remains a very basic, simple game. That if you're willing to move your feet, if you're willing to skate, if you're willing to go into those greasy areas and win battles along the boards and get to the front of the net and take that stick in the base of the back and still be willing to take that punishment to deliver and make a play, if you're willing to do that kind of stuff, you're going to get rewarded. And whether it's 2023 or 1983 or 1963, honestly, that formula hasn't changed that much. And for a lot of times you'll hear when guys are are scuffling a little bit, you'll hear that as the remedy. Hey, just keep skating, move your feet, uh, continue to engage, continue to put pressure on your opponent. And if you do that, you'll ultimately get rewarded for playing the game the right way. So that's been the case with uh, with Miko Rantanen and Val Nachuskin, and that's a, that's a good thing. Sam Malinsky, let's talk about Sam Malinsky, who got his first career point a few games ago and then followed that up with his first career goal. And what a great story, right? You just You just love seeing somebody who gets a chance to make it to the NHL have that moment where they score that first goal and some attentive veteran goes and fishes the puck out of the net to make sure that it gets given to the to the kid. And you, you love to see young players have that moment. And for a guy like Malinsky, represents really a, 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 a testament to perseverance. Here's somebody who had a Good, solid career at Cornell. Cornell's no joke, by the way. That's a good hockey program. Has been for a long time. And uh, he he played himself into a position where he was the captain his last year. And he was undrafted and signed by the Avalanche and uh, 25 years old and 
an older veteran or an older rookie and has got himself in a position where playing some time with the Colorado Eagles and now getting his chance with the Avalanche and making the most of it. Don't get used to a lot of goals from this guy. His best year at Cornell, he scored eight goals. So he's not uh, an offensive defenseman, but he's got some skill, as he's shown in the time that he's been up here. And we'll see if it continues, but he's given the Avs a, a nice little boost. And the thing also to think about the impact of young players and what they bring, it, it's not only the the enjoyment you see with them. I think it gives veteran players a boost. And think about it. If you're a veteran player and you've you've arrived as an NHL player, sometimes this can become like a job, right? You're you're working hard, you're grinding, you're putting in the work, you're trying to eat right, you're trying to take care of your body, you're trying to rehab from injuries. Maybe sometimes you can forget the fact that you're playing a kid's game. You're playing the game that you played for free. Uh, all those years out on the streets, out on the ponds, you know, and 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 making hockey your dream. And once you get to the NHL, you realize that dream. And maybe as you settle into your career, you maybe lose a little bit of that kid in you. And a guy like Malinsky or any young player comes along and you can't help but kind of pick up on that infectious vibe, right? Here's here's a young player. He's excited. He's uh, approaching his workouts with all kinds of intensity and going through practice and practicing like his you know life life depends up uh, depends on it. As a veteran player, I think that 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 helps, right? It gives you a little boost, a little rejuvenation to get a reminder of what it's like for these young guys to come up and be in the NHL for the first time and experience success. And as a as a veteran player, I think it gives you a little bit of a boost as well feeding off that that young guy's energy like that. So congratulations to Sam Malinsky. Keep it up. Uh, a really a really good story. Another good story. Congratulations to Tomas Tartar for getting off the schneid and getting that first goal of the season. My goodness. Um, <laughs> I know I just said that if you play the game the right way, you'll eventually get rewarded. I can understand why Tatar was probably starting to wonder if that's just a bunch of, um, well, to use a Deion Sanders line, a bunch of bull junk, right? Because he was certainly playing the game the right way and playing hard and putting himself in position to get chances, getting chances. He just couldn't bury him. Finally, he gets that goal. He gets rewarded. You could see the the smile on his face when he got that first goal, like, finally, um, I'm, I'm not going to go for the season. I'm not going to put a bagel up for the season. He's got a goal. Hopefully more to come. Uh, the best part of this week was the return of Eric Johnson and the longtime avalanche. He left here after 13 years with the Avs. Longest tenured Denver athlete when he left and he goes to Buffalo and he comes back with the Avs. Uh, his first trip back to Denver to play uh, since a member of the avalanche and winning the Stanley Cup. And they had played in Buffalo, and he had said it was great to get together with the guys out in Buffalo, but this was different, and boy, you could tell. It was um, it was something to see. He held his uh, by his locker uh, press conference before the, the game the other day that morning, and as he was talking about his, his avalanche experience, he just he, he broke down. He got emotional, uh, got to the point where he couldn't control his emotions. He said, give me a second. He sat down. He pulled his hat down over his, his eyes and kind of 
took his jersey and pulled it up and needed some some time to compose himself as uh, plenty of his awesomeness leaked out. And I I I love that. I, you know, to just realize that these guys are human. Um, they have emotions. They make these bonds. Being in a city for a long time, a city they call home, kids are born and raised here, um, friendships are made, and you you realize that even with these guys who are celebrities and professional athletes and guys that are making millions of dollars and all that, it they're, they're still human beings, right? And they still have the the same feelings and emotions that that we all do. And boy, he laid them all out for us all to see. And I thought it was wonderful. I thought it was great to see him really bare his soul like that and really share how emotional this return was for him. And these are guys that, well, during our show which, with Mark Schlereth, we did a Denver Mount Rushmore of role players, glue guys. You know, that's kind of the invoke thing to do, right? You just kind of take this evergreen topic and say, who are the four greatest athletes in Denver sports history? Who would go up on Denver's Mount Rushmore? So we decided to have a little fun with who would be on Denver's Mount Rushmore of glue guys. You know, glue guys. We're talking about guys that don't necessarily put up the biggest stats, don't have the biggest contracts. A lot of times their contributions go unnoticed. Uh, they don't stand out on the stat sheet, things like that, but they're just – they're so important to uh, a winning team, to a championship team. And we were talking about who the Avs uh, representative would be. And we were tossing out names and we were getting nominations from listeners. And you had a nice mix of current Avalanche from this Stanley Cup team going back to some of the players from those Stanley Cup teams back uh, in the late 90s, early 2000s. So we were hearing all kinds of great names like uh, Stefan Yell and Sean Podine and Dan Hynote, guys like that, glue guys, right? And then, of course, with with this Avalanche group, you bring up a guy like Eric Johnson. So because it was Eric Johnson back in town, because they won a cup, um, we, we decided to put Eric Johnson on as the Avalanche Mount Rushmore glue guy representative. And so great to see EJ the other day. I thought the Avalanche, as the Avalanche tend to do with everything they do in these situations, first class, uh, the way that they went out and uh, the video tributes and the standing ovation and, and, and just everything that they have done, whether it's guys like uh, EJ or, or when Nazem Kadri comes back, things like that, just first class, first class. And the Avalanche have, have always done it first class when it comes to their, their players, both current players, past players. And I thought they uh, shined again when it came to uh, Eric Johnson. So it was awesome. It was the best of uh, of every world because Eric Johnson came back. We had a chance to celebrate him. He had a chance to thank all of you. And the Avalanche ultimately come away with a victory. So in the end, it was a win-win all around. So good week for the Avalanche. Let's keep it going. Let's develop some consistency here. Let's get off the roller coaster of ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys to the early part of this season, start to uh, put together a real consistent uh, winning brand of hockey. And by the way, even with all the ups and downs and peaks and valleys, the Avalanche are still in really, really good shape. Just makes you uh, realize if they could really put it all together and, and, and get on a heater, 
um, they would really separate themselves from the pack very quickly. So that is what's happening right now with the uh, current state of the avalanche. This is the Mile High Hockey Podcast. It's presented by Four Comfort Gutters. Your comfort, our priority. We'll be back with another week of podcasts coming up next week. Enjoy your weekend. Go Avs.